And we are live for the 37th episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And tonight, I am so fucking sick of my topics. Like, I'm- among other things, and I'm with Alex and I'm with Andrew. How are you guys doing? I'm doing better now after hearing that clip. Yeah, I, I know. We, look, I know we're recording this during the rain delay Sunday. Hopefully they end it. I, I, I know we hit a home run today, but, you know, just felt like that needed to be said to start off the show. Um, yeah, this, uh, we're, this episode's called Getting Healthy, kind of, because we have Andujar back. It's starting to look a little bit more like the Yankees, but overall, still a lot of replacements out there. Still, let's be honest, we were saying it before the show, still kind of a boring series this weekend uh this game if they call this game like they should because it's gonna rain in new york for the next like six hours the yankees will have won this series take two or three from the twins who coming into the series had the best record in baseball so uh good win good it would be a good series win for them but we're gonna recap all the games we're gonna get into it player of the weekend what pissed us off our bullpen trust list we said we were gonna do those every other week we decided we were gonna do that every week because the yankees bullpen gets used so much figured might as well go every week, but guys, how are we how are we feeling after this weekend series against Minnesota, who the Yankees have just dominated over the years? I'm hoping that uh, this game gets called so that they officially can win. But as of right now, it's looking like it just did. Lindsay Adler, did really? eight seconds wow. ago, this game has been wow. banged because it's been raining like crazy wow. for four hours. Yankees yeah. win four one. We, we hit record and look look what happens. Wow, just we're incredible. magic. Just incredible. Um. Okay. So. Now that they won the series, oh, yeah, they, they do win the series. It's a literally just got announced. <laughs> um, I feel good. I the fact I or the most important part of the series, I think, was the fact that Anduhar came back, and at least his bat looks good. His fielding is not great. Um, made two errors on uh, or yesterday, Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Saturday and. But I think just having him back in the lineup makes this team so much better because it provides another layer of depth to the lineup that they have not had for, you know, pretty basically a month. Basically the entire month of April because Andujar missed uh, the last month. He only played in the first three games of the season. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is a really good start to this 10-game uh, span where they're playing, you know, they're playing the Mariners, the Twins, and the Rays where – all three teams have been have uh, started out pretty well. The Mariners have cooled down a lot, but overall, I think they're off to a good start here. Yeah, um, I agree. The injury to Paxton's a, a little concerning, um, but they said a maximum of three weeks, um, which I would. I mean, I guess depending on, on how it responds in the next um, the next few days, it, it may be less, but it's only going to be a couple of starts. We're going to get some bats back. Um, which should help the offense in support of uh, Jonathan Loisica. Uh, but all in all, it's good to get Anduar back. Certainly what he provides with the bat is better than anything we were getting with, with Tyler Wade. Um, and of course, looking forward to getting Clint back for, for the Mariner series. Um, but, but yeah, good to get two out of three games from, from coming into the series, the best team in baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, the first two games, pretty un- like all three games are really pretty uneventful. Uh, but hey, anytime you take two of three from a good team, you'll take it. So let's get into these recaps. Um, Friday's game, we had a Friday night game. Paxton on the hill, Kyle Gibson on the hill for the Twins. And, you know, Paxton, he, he was struggling a bit. He got through three innings. 
Yeah, he was, you know, not looking great. Got through three innings. Uh, he had above 60 pitches, one run. It wasn't earned. But nevertheless, he uh, he leaves the game after three innings, uh, just goes right into the clubhouse. Stevie Donahue follows him. He's out of the game. So it was. It turned into a bullpen game. And, man, the bullpen really came through. Holder, Adovino, Canely, Britton, Chappie. Only one who had a spotty performance was Britton, who allowed a two-run homer to Nelson Cruz in the eighth. But, yeah, overall, the Yankees' uh, bullpen comes through, and the offense was uh, was taken care of by uh, Gary Sanchez. Um, he had just a great fucking series overall. He just continues to match. The guy's close to the league leading or AL league leading home runs with barely – I don't think he's played like 23 games. Just just insane. Uh, Glaber and Voigt both got RBI singles early. Um, Talkman scored in a wild pitch. Guardy got an RBI ground out. So the Yanks had a lead, but Gary in the fifth – Hits one 412 feet. The seventh hits one 428 feet. Yanks win six to three. Like I said, the bullpen with the holder, two innings was great. Adovino, Canely, Chappie were all great. It was just Zach Britton who kind of put a wet blanket on the bullpen's otherwise perfect night. But man, Gary, Gary Sanchez, we said, you know, watch out. He might get hot. And I, I, I think he's hot. I, I think he's, I think he's kind of in fuego right now. Yeah, they posted a yes posted a stat during the game today that since he's come back and he's like nine for twenty something, he's batting about three fifty with five home runs. So he's been base he's lived up to every expectation this year, especially because um, you know not a lot of people did, thought he would really bounce back after last year. They thought you know 20, 2016, 2017 may have just been a fluke, and because he had such a bad year last year. Uh, but he's really shown this year that he, he's the 2017 Gary Sanchez, not the 2018 one. It's so refreshing to see good Gary back back in the lineup uh, with everything he went through last year and with the amount of shit that he got and the amount of people who were ready to give up on him and say that we should start Austin Romine and that he will never be the player that he was projected to be. To see him just give a giant middle finger to all those naysayers and come out, and right now he leads the American League in home runs, and he's missed what ten, he's, fifteen he's tied games. For the league, isn't he? Yeah. Pretty in sure Mario yeah. also has eleven. Right, right, but he missed at least two weeks with, with that yeah. turn earlier. Like, I think it was it was either on Friday or or, or Saturday yesterday after his home run. I, I said something saw something along the lines that his home run. His home run rate per per plate appearance was like on par with Barry Bonds in two thousand one, which is I, I guess yes, it's early, but it's a yeah. stupid stat, and it's mm-hmm. so good to have Gary mashing the ball right in the middle of the lineup at the at the perfect time too, when we're still down Judge and Stanton and Hicks and Gregorius, and we got him back just raking right now. Yeah, and I think yes, also posted a stat when like, he was on base, I believe, in Sunday's game that. Eight of his eleven home runs have traveled more than four hundred feet this year. Like I, I think I said it on Twitter, like he's only hitting just moonshots this year. Like he's strictly committed to just hitting bombs. And man, he continued that this weekend. Um, yeah, uh, Paxton, bit concerning. I, I know Paxton has had like he, he's had a lot of minor injuries in the past. It seems like once a year he'll miss like a start or two at some point. But man, you know, it's soreness in his knees, his left knee, I believe. Um, Never, never great to see, but if he only misses two starts, you could live with it, right? Um, especially the way 
guys like Domingo Herman are pitching, but he was pitching really well. I think his ERA uh, is like 3.11 right now. He, he's He was pitching really well. He, even though he really didn't have it on Friday night, he was still grinding through it, battling through it. But, yeah, I mean, his control was way off, and you could – you know, he said that something didn't feel right. So, hope he has a quick, speedy recovery. Hope it's something that doesn't linger. Hope the Yanks don't try to rush him back like we've seen this year with other guys. It's, you know – not, not ideal, Rush. Guys. Obviously, we would love to have everyone back ASAP, but it's not worth risking another injury. Um, Saturday's game, you had Jay Happ on the hill, and uh, his, uh, you know, his little string of good starts. It ended. It uh, ended rather quickly. He gave up two home runs. Um, the Yanks were down five nothing this game. Odorizzi was he really wasn't pitching all that well, but the Yanks lineup just really couldn't get any runs across. Um, their first run they scored was on a, a wild pitch for the second straight game. Uh, <laughs> go figure. Uh, DJ got an RBI single. You know, Gary had another home run in the eighth to cut it to three. But overall, it was – it just wasn't the Yanks day. That it, and, you know, this isn't Boone's fault. This is like, you know, he kind of had to do this. It, it was Tarpley, uh, Harvey, and Barrett out of the bullpen because you just had to – just you had to have a bullpen day on Friday. You had to use pretty much all your good relievers. So Boone kind of gave the bullpen a day off, used the three young guys. They, you know, as expected, weren't all that great. But at the end of the day, Yanks lose seven to three. Um, you know, not not a whole lot to talk about this game other than it was Andujar's first game back. They had him playing third, which at first was very surprising because I think we were all talking about it before. You know, saying, all right, we think he's going to be the DH, right? It's, you know, the first game back. But he was playing third, and it was basically because Gary, they didn't want to have Gary catch the, the uh, day after a night game, which is understandable. You know, Gary's DH, and you need his bat in the lineup. But, yeah, you know, Andujar got a hit. You know, he looked – that bat looks good. It looks good at the plate still. But, you know, two errors, one, one on a throw, one misplaying a ball. His first game back is just, you know – we might as well just dive into this. He, like, it's great to have him back, but he kind of it was just a friendly reminder, you know, right away that hey, this guy he's he's a liability in the field, and you know, Gio Urshela should be the third baseman for the foreseeable future, at least in the field. You know, until there's just not a spot for him, then obviously, you know, Andujar has to play third. Then he he does, but yeah, it's it's just night the the defense with Urshela and Andujar, it's just night and day, and. It's something the Yankees are going to have to figure out because it really doesn't look like. I understand, like you know, his shoulder is still not 100 percent clearly, but he's just you know just still struggling in the field. It's just, just not not ideal to see. And did you even notice that one of his throws um, early in the game, he kind of threw sidearm across his body rather than a standard mm-hmm. over the over the shoulder? And and, yeah. I, and I wonder if that's a lingering side effect. You know, they said he has no complications, no pain when he's throwing um, with 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 the labor issue, but. I mean, is he just nursing it? Is he just being safe and doesn't want to risk it? Or does it actually hurt if he throws overhead? He normally throws sidearm, though. But not that extreme. It was like a Robinson Cano type it's sidearm. Usually like uh, three, okay. four, it's usually like three-fourths. Yeah. Like yeah. Going like closer to underhand than like, oh, you know, like three-fourths. But yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Man. I, it really, it's just, to me, I, I just think about it and say like, there are because I've seen people on Twitter. Obviously, negative Yankees Twitter always rears its ugly head when Andujar makes an error. But it is kind of true. Someone said this that the Yankees, like this team, has a lot of guys who their ideal position is DH. 
you know, because like once Stanton's back, once Andu, like you know, Anduhar's healthy, like both the like. I don't think like Stan like isn't as bad as Anduhar is in the field, in my opinion. But they're he's not bad at all. He yeah, Stan, Stan's, Stan's in Miami? Above average, he's an above average no, he, well, he's only, he's I mean, only he's a left, I was like, okay, let me let me oh. clarify. A left, you know, like him being in left field is just you know it's a different. He was a, a really good right fielder for the Marlins, but yeah. you know, him being in left field, it's still some I mean, still somewhat of a new position for him. So and you know having but. Like I would say, having Andujar at third and then Stanton at left is just, you know, it's not exactly ideal. You could have much better defensive options out there. But, I mean, it, it just makes it so hard when Andujar just comes back. And, he, you know, he's hitting well. He's, get, he's getting hits, having good at-bats. But, man, that, that glove is just still a problem. And, it's, you know, like remember he said he was still going to double clutch in, like, spring training. Just, you know, uh, I, I just get, like, I still just get so scared. I'm, I'm back to getting so scared every time the ball gets hit to Andujar, and I hate like mm-hmm. I hate being like that because I love Andujar. I, like I think the dude's a great hitter, and he's, you know, like he, I think he has a really bright future. But man, that that he's one of the lesser defenders I've seen to to say the least. Yeah, he's not he's not great, especially the way that the game started yesterday too, where it was what was I want to say it was the first inning. He made the error on a ball that was ba- hit basically right to him, and it kind of just he he just missed it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just it was not a great start, and then he made the throwing error later on in the game. Um, he just it he just looked almost overmatched, like right off the beginning in the field, and it's just not a it's not a great look, especially since you know he worked so hard in the spring to get back to being the fielder that. Just being, you know, an average fielder. Um, and in spring training, he didn't look terrible. He didn't, he wasn't great by any means. But to see that he's, you know, he did the way that he did yesterday, it's not a, it's not a promising sign. Part of me wants to say he just needs extra reps and some of the things will go away. Um, the team seemed to be um, a, a pretty positive about his defensive improvement in spring training. Of course, I think he made a couple errors right out of the gate in the regular season uh, before getting hurt. But um, we'll see where, where that defense goes over the course of the next few weeks. Again, I don't expect him to play third base a ton. Um, but with additional reps, you know, getting out there more often, even just taking ground balls before every game, uh, hopefully it'll just you know figure itself out. Uh, but again, you really can't do much about – you know, you can't not play him with the, with the, his live bat and what he provides to the offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also wanted to mention in this game, uh, Cameron Mabin made a great play out in right field, robbing a home run, saving Jay half of a third home run surrendered. <laughs> um, and, you know, Cameron Mabin, shout out to him. He's been playing really well since the Yankees got him. Um, I think once, once the, uh, you know, the Yankees get healthy, I think he'll have no problem. I think a team will pick him up right away. Well, here, here's here's the thing. Um, just announced that officially Clint will be active tomorrow. Um, okay. Do we think? I mean, May, Maven's not going to be the guy to pay the price. Talkman, right? No, it should Talkman, be. Right? It should be Talkman. Should be Talkman. I yeah. mean, maybe they would keep Talkman because he's a lefty and Maven's a righty, but that's a really stupid line of thinking because mm-hmm. Talkman is such a he's he's become a liability with the bat. Um, I mean, he did a home run today, but. Mm-hmm. For the most part, before he hit the home run, he was four for his last forty-five. I want to say, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It so was a batting practice fastball too. Yeah. I, 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 let, let, let's not 
call the guy some some kind of Hank Aaron here. He had, no, a, Hank, he had a pitch right down the middle. And he was facing le- the legend Michael Pineda. So, yeah. Well, and the, and the, his at bat before that, too, he struck out on a batting practice fastball right he down the He should have hit out there, too. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's not like he was, you know, an Aaron Judge and just had a, you know, worked a great at bat, hit a ball that not many people would be able to hit out. It's That's a pitch that if you're in the major leagues, you should be able to do damage with. You know, I don't think you'll hear often hear Mike Talkman and Aaron Judge in the same sentence, but you know, on the Bronx Power Battle podcast. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, breaking um, news: Mike Talkman is not Aaron Judge. Wow! Yeah, man, I can't believe it. Actually, breaking news: Mike Talkman has the same number of home runs as Aaron Judge. Yeah, <laughs> or or just Judge at five. Judge five. Yeah, yeah, five. five. Okay. Yeah, there you go, Andrew. Breaking someone, news: Andrew. Someone, yeah, someone. Andrew is an idiot. Doesn't know how to look up stats. <laughs> wow, so, this guy. I might kick him off. Um, Sunday's game. Uh, the game that just officially got called like ten minutes ago. It was Domingo Herman on a Sunday, and man, he once again this guy just keeps on going. Right, six and two thirds, four hits, one run, three walks, seven strikeouts. ERA down to two point three five. I believe that's his sixth win of the season now. Um, he was just throwing a gem. They had to they had to take him out in the seventh inning. Got into a little trouble. Uh, Hundred eight pitches, and just you know, just another game that really wasn't all that eventful. The Yankees got two runs on a Lemayhu infield single, and then uh, Polanco had an error, throwing error, so another run scored, make it two nothing. That uh, that was a gift call too. Yeah, Lemayhu the single. I mean that that ball is. Yeah, uh, I mean, that that should be that should be made. He threw that one away. Yeah, um, he made a decent play on it, but mm-hmm. he he should have been able to make that play. Yeah, um, you know, like the official scores I've noticed are very are very generous nowadays. Like for if a fifty fifty call, there's gonna be like, yeah, just it's give a, it and yeah. whatever. But even in, I feel like even Andujar's first error yesterday could have gone for a hit. It was I mean it was a sharp ground ball, but he kind of just it was hit right at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just didn't get the glove down, but it wasn't yeah. like he, he booted it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I still think he should have been able to make that play. Like if you're Oh, of course he should have. I just the way they score it, I could have seen that also going for a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the one run Herman gave up was in the fourth off an RBI single. But Mike Talkman, the guy that we started up the show saying we aided, the guy that is like four four was four for his last forty five coming in that set bat. It's a two-run shot off Mike Pineda in the fourth and make it 4-1. And, yeah, that was all the scoring. Uh, Canely came in in the seventh with two runners on, got a big strikeout. That was his one battery face. Adovino came in in the uh, eighth, got two outs, walked the guy. They brought in Chappie. He gets a strikeout. It's on seven pitch at bat. And then the rain, you know, the, the, the rain kind of started in like the, start in like the sixth inning and just, you know, they probably should have stopped this one an inning or two sooner, but they just kept going. And then before the bottom of the eighth, they bring the tarp on, wait an hour, and then finally call it. Yanks win four to one. They win the series. Uh, they go to 19 and 14. Like I, like we said, the Twins were the best team in baseball coming in this series. And the Yankees, you know, they handle them two out of three games. They continue their dominance to the Twins. And, yeah, it was good. But, guys, let's, let's just talk about Domingo. I mean, what – it's getting to the point where it's like, all right, now you know, and it's it's now May, and he now has six wins and a two point three five ERA. Like this guy right now, like he's been our ace so far this year. Uh, obviously not, uh, you know, overall, but I mean, if he continues pitching like this, geez, he's you know, averaging nine. They said he's averaging ninety three point six on that fastball. 
Just that curveball is nasty. I, I just love watching the dude pitch. He's been awesome this year. Yeah, I think Michael K put it uh, in the best way possible on during the broadcast today. He said, without Severino and without Paxton, Domingo's the Yankees' ace right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's by far been the best starting pitcher um, throughout the first month plus, plus of the season. And it's not like he's, you know, just a fluke and he's getting like balls are being hit hard and he's just getting lucky. These, the teams he's facing legitimately cannot hit him. He has, I want to say, I don't, I don't know if it's still uh, the lowest, but coming into this game, he had the lowest batting average against in the American league. Um, so he just, he's unhittable for the most part. I know. And last week, um, when he faced the giants, he did, he did, he was unhittable for the first five innings, then ran into some trouble in the sixth inning, but he's just so, his stuff is so good all the time. And just, he, he looks like a potential, you know, ace that the Yankees could really benefit from. I believe right now he's at 38 and a third innings, 22 hits. Like it seems like every start through like four or five innings, he has maybe a hit or two allowed. It's just insane. Yeah. We, we said even last year that, you know, if there's a guy in the system who would be the next guy to throw a no hitter, it was probably him just because of the stuff he has. It may be one of those, you know, AJ Burnett, the four or five walks, (laughs) the no hitter type situations, but his stuff is so good. And he's admittedly had much better, control this year that was kind of a, an issue for him last year um definitely not so much in the early going this season um, michael k also kind of went on during the, the broadcast sunday talking about how like severino's injury opened the door for herman to be on the roster in the first place and if severino was literally in that spot in the rotation how much better could you expect from that same guy so i mean he's literally been everything we needed to replace or at least hold down the fort because um, we're going to be without Severino now until possibly late July, August. I mean, that's that's such a long way into the season to go with that yeah. race. But Cash- Herman's really making it palatable. Cashman said today Severino is not going to come back before the All Star break. Right. That's it's brutal. Yeah. And that's our show. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's just very sad, very depressing. Yeah. Okay. Here's a, here's a question. Say Severino is coming back right now. Who would they go with a six man rotation, or would they drop someone from the rotation. Say with say say out of a um, include Paxton in the rotation because obviously Severino would just take the spot of Low Isaac. Mm-hmm. Man, that's tough. Yeah, as like as great. I've I think I said like a week or so ago. As great as Herman has pitched, like he looked. Remember his one appearance out of the bullpen? How nasty he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he would be nasty out of the bullpen. Like if push came to shove, but he, mm-hmm. he you know he's been our best starter. So you know, putting him in the bullpen at this point, you know, it's, it's just, a waste. Yeah, it just makes no sense. But right, and usually I, those things. I mean, you don't want to think about that, but they no, usually have a way like, of, of figuring yeah. themselves out. So what yeah, that means exactly. someone it's else having like, injury. You know, like how all these guys are on the Yankees, like, oh, who's going to replace who? And it's like, look, it'll play itself out. Someone will get hurt. Someone will play themselves out of a role. It, it, things just always work out like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so uh, let's just shift right into our player of the weekend. Uh, Andrew, start off. Who was your player of the weekend for this three-game set against the Twins? I think we, we – are, are we going to do different players or do we kind of agree pre-show that it's it's unanimous? 
Um, yeah, honestly, we already talked about Herm- Herman and Gary were the two guys. So yeah, I think it's it's, it's got to be Gary, right? I mean, yeah. three, three home runs. Uh, also, I want to mention that I think he's I think he's been really good behind the plate this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like. Obviously, the the haters and losers on Twitter, of which there are many, will always point out that you know, oh well, Gary, there's a ball in the dirt today, and he the runners advanced, and uh, he, you know, well, like, Gary sucks. But I, think I actually want to give Gary a shout out um, oh, during today's okay. game, where um, you know the rain's starting to come down, Adovino starting to lose it, his control. Uh, I think it was it, it, it was strike three actually. Um, so you have the the batter actually swinging at, at a pitch way out of the way. And, and it was a total cross up. So Gary was expecting some kind of off speed thing. And I, I think it was either like, like a two seamer in the dirt or a sinker or whatever. Um, and, and Gary had to move his glove, like a full four or five feet to actually get to where the ball ended up. It was a complete cross up and he handled it completely well because that ball gets by. I think there was two guys on base who both would have moved up and completely changed that inning. And he did a really good job adjusting on the fly. So that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, like Gary at the like I really we talked about it early in the show, but he just looks so comfortable at the plate. Like mm-hmm. just every, like the, his home runs, it's almost just effortless. Like he's just getting the, his pitch and just just getting to the ball nice and fast and just you know doing his trot. He he's Gary. He is scary. Um, I man, especially with you know because Voit obviously Voit's uh, on base streak ended this weekend. I think it, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday, but it ended. You know, he was kind of had a rough series, but I mean, really, because with this lineup right now, like we need either Voight or Gary, even Glaber, who is on a nice hitting streak, but hasn't been lighting the world on fire like Gary has. Like we need guys like Gary to kind of carry this offense through all the injuries, and you know, like I, like. A game like uh, Friday night, like if Gary doesn't hit those two home runs, all of a sudden when Britain gives up that home run in the eighth, like it's kind of getting scary, right? It's either a tie game or a one-run game. You're saying, oh, shit, like now here we go again. Like it's about to go 12, 13 innings. But Gary just giving us those two home runs, just giving us that insurance to be up five and to, you know, hey, Zach Britton can come into the game and just suck, and it's, it's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, Gary, player of the weekend. The thing that really has impressed me about Gary is like, Sometimes when he'll go, he because he's always been so streaky with his home runs, um, and sometimes he'll go on a tear and just hit you know, like four or five home runs in a week. But those are those will be like the only hits he gets because he gets so homer happy. But today he just looked. You could tell he's so he's like his at bats are so much more than that because in the first inning against Pineda he hit a single that was just destroyed. I think it was 109 mile yeah. an hour exit velocity on that one. And then he worked a walk later on in the game. So he's just, he's seeing the ball really well. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not swinging for the fences each time. And just the results are coming in um, because of that. It's not, he's swinging for the fences and has gotten a few mistakes. He's just, he's just incredibly comfortable. Up there, he, like, that. like he's actually working good at bat exactly. as well, even when he's exactly. not homer. Yeah. Andrew, anything to add? Anything to add about Gary, Andrew? Nah, I mean, I, I, I had said it earlier on, but I, he's providing everything we need with with the sluggers um, out right now, specifically Judge and Stanton. And so to have one guy you can rely on for consistent power and to be a, a dominating threat in, in the middle of the lineup, it's it, it's a welcome sight. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it was a good series overall. You know, always nice when you win two out of three, but you know, there's always some negatives that come out of that series. And this is, I think, it's going to be a new weekly segment that we have. It's going to be it's called "What Pissed Us Off." Uh, we're just going to go around and say what really pissed us off. It could be a player, it could be the umpires, it could be Aaron Boone, it could be the rain, it could be Cashman not signing Patrick Corbin. It could be any of these things. Okay, what? But let's start off with you, Alex. What really pissed you off this weekend? Okay, so I'm gonna just go with a little. Uh, it's not, it's non-traditional, but the thing that really pissed me off was legitimately Talkman hitting that home run today because <laughs> he had been so bad. And I hey, damn it, yeah, I was in last pod. I said the or the one person that I'm sick of is Talkman, and he's been so bad in this series up to that point. And then he hit a home run today, and I was just like, oh, great, now he's. You know, the Yankees have a bad habit of if someone does well, that means they, you know, they're kept up, they're kept up on the roster for a little bit longer. Um, they did that. The the main culprit of that that I remember is Stephen Drew in uh, 2015, where he was on the roster the entire year after hitting under 200, basically the entire year. And it's just, it just pissed me off because I was like, okay, now he's never going to leave because every single time he, he just looks completely overmatched. He does something kind of good. So, yeah, that's – talking about hitting the home run today was what pissed me off. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted about that the second he hit the home <laughs> run because you knew that he earned himself an extra three or four weeks on the roster for that uh-huh. home run alone. And that's the worst-case scenario for this team, getting back Clint tomorrow. Um, I originally was going to say um, – Brett Garner get him to play swing of the fences every single at bat. And Luigi, you touched upon this in our last pod too. I mean, that's super, super aggravating. But the fact that he's not in the leadoff spot anymore, um, I, I, I kind of was more pissed off by the way that MLB and the umpires treated tonight's game um, with the field getting slippery, pitchers not having a grip on the ball. I swear my heart stopped when that, that pass ball Gary Chase turned to potentially throw out a runner, and he just wiped out. Like yeah, that, was you so, knew yeah, with yeah. all the injuries, mm-hmm. you just start seeing worst case scenario in that moment. And like that is I, not a safe field for both teams, right? I mean, Chapman throws 100 miles an hour. What if he loses grip of the ball and puts the ball in someone's temple? Like that's really, really dangerous. And you remember and the I, game where we were, where it went against us a few weeks ago when Green, you know, had to blow up and he gave the home runs, like. I forget who we were playing, but even they like they didn't want to continue, and they were up. They were just like, "Yo, like we can't even pitch out here." Like the pitcher kept stepping off. Like playing baseball in the rain when it's raining that hard sucks. Like it just shouldn't right. happen, and especially with lightning and like the fa- like all the like once all the fans go inside, like no one's even watching the game anymore. Like why why he's still playing? You know, it's, it's, right? And the wind was whipping like crazy all day to begin with. It was just a miserable situation to be out there for, but. The fact that it was also so dangerous for the players that anyone could slip and, and tear something or break something or a pitcher could lose control of a, of a ball and hurt someone with a wild pitch. It's really, really just something that, that should have been, you know, captured earlier on and, and, and shut down. I, I think MLB did a really, really bad job um, allowing the players and, you know, the teams to be out there as long as, as they did. The only thing that you could have seen is either had Boone or, or Baldelli maybe just refused to let their players take the field and say, hey, look, I'm not going to put them in that situation. But, I mean, you, you don't really expect something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Zach Britton um, on the last pod. 
And, you know, he had another bad performance on Friday night. Gives up the two-run homer. And, like I said, it was a spotless performance by the rest of the Yankee bullpen. Holder, Adovino, Canely, Chapman, we're all great. But, you know, Zach Britton's just stinking it up. And that's what pissed me off this weekend. And he just – that's three straight uh, bad outings from Zach Britton. And, you know, we needed him to be a lot better. Um, he, he's just – I don't know, man. He's seems like he's – like it – I always feel like Britain will come into the game and he'll look really good in his first batter or so. And then he'll just kind of try to get cute and he'll start walking guys. Like the, the ball, he gave, the home run he gave with the cruise was like just a, a bomb. And I think it went 435 feet. Um, he, he hasn't looked good. Uh, it, Cause really, man, he's the only guy now in the bullpen that's just now having uh, struggles because everyone, you know, everyone has seemed to clean it up. Even Holder has started to pitch really well. And then there's Zach Britton was just, three straight kind of bad outings and you know that will lead us into our bullpen trust list uh we we said i said we were going to do this every other week but then i said you know what the yankees use their bullpen a lot it, it, you know there's at least four or five games every week we might as well just do it every sunday show so alex we'll start with you because you weren't on the episode where we first had our bullpen trust list but as of now as of sunday night may 5th what is your top five Yankee bullpen trust list? All right. So for my inaugural bullpen trust list, I have Canely at one, Adovino at two, Chapman at three, Holder at four, and Sessa at five. And Wow. Holder and Sessa on the list. Mm-hmm. Wow. So here's here's my logic behind this. Canely at one is pretty much um, – it, it's – obvious he's been he's earned that absolutely unhittable Ottavino's just been solid this whole year year he had a little bit of a rough outing um in the game today but I'm just gonna kind of chalk that up to the rain and the weather I think that had a lot to do with it especially with the way his pitches move so much he just didn't have a lot of control um Chapman and three because he's he's been good this whole year I just I have never been one to fully trust Chapman because yep. he has. Yep. If he's off a little bit, the game's going to get interesting really fast. I just, I have ever since he came to the Yankees, I have never felt comfortable seeing Chapman pitch. And you know, there will be some outings where he'll be throwing one hundred three, and he'll throw ten pitches and strike out the side, and that's fine. But then there's other outings where. He'll throw 30 pitches, walk three guys, give up two runs, and somehow the Yankees will win it. And accumulate eight gallons of sweat on exactly. the mound. Um, <laughs> Holder is at four because Holder's actually been very good recently. Very good. He's um, – I forget what it was, but yes, posted a thing saying he's, post, he's pitched, I think it was seven straight scoreless innings. So he – had such a bad start to the season. He was he was borderline Chad Green ineffective. Um, but ever since pretty much the Angels series where he came in and pitched the two innings to close out the 14-inning game, he's been really good. And for fifth, I put Sessa kind of as a default because the other three ge- the other guys in the bullpen, you have Sessa, you have Britton, Tarpley, and Harvey. And I don't Really no love true. for Harvey, man, or Jake Barrett. Yeah, uh, Jake I, forgot. Barrett. I forgot. Jake Barrett is 
I can see being DFA'd at any moment, so I really have faith <laughs> in any minute. Yeah. yeah, no, no offense. They, they need they need to make a roster move when they bring up Loisaga to pitch on Wednesday. So exactly, yeah, there's yeah. a spot right there. Um, and so yeah, Bear, I don't really trust at all. Harvey has been decent. He didn't look great yesterday. Um, I don't. I he I know he gave up a run, and then Britain has just been. So, not good this year. He's had his moments where he's looked good, but then he'll just have absolutely no control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and Sessa really—he's been—he's been solid out of the bullpen this year. He's been pretty decent. He had the one—he had the one bad outing in San Francisco where he gave four runs in the ninth inning. Um, but right, you know, and to be honest, we, the last time we did our bullpen lists, it was the day after or it was the yeah. night of that game. Nice so time. we all were ready to put Sessa in our top five and then yeah. he four runs in that mm-hmm. inning. And he dropped so, that for everyone. Yeah, Sessa's at fifth pretty much by default because there's no other there's no better option in my mind, but he really he really hasn't been awful. All right. So for me my list last week is I had um Chapman one, Kainley two, Ottavino three, Britain four Holder five. Um, my new list, I'm going to go very much along the lines of what Alex did. As courtesy, I had Chapman uh, first last week, so I'll keep him there. Um, and then you just slide everyone else down. So the rest of the order is the same. It would be Chapman at one, Kainley two, Ottavino three, Holder four, and then I would bump up uh, Sessa to, to five as well. Um, Britain took the big tumble this week. Um, and he's the kind of guy where you know what he's capable of. He can shoot up to two or three with a couple good performances in a matter of an instant. Right. So, so he's not on the list right now, but at any moment he can flip the switch and he'll get, you know, get, get back in all her and all of our good graces. Uh, I still fully trust Chapman. I, he's going to have those starts where he looks off, but I mean, I mean, Kenley Jansen gave up a grand slam to lose today. I mean, closers are going to be off sometimes and more often than not Chapman is on and he's going to get the job done. Like today I was really worried about him in the pouring rain. He already has some control issues as it is. And then when you factor in the fact that he can't grip the ball in a downpour and he still got the strikeout to earn what amounted to be the save uh, in the, the rain shortened game. Um, so I still have him as my number one, but I mean, Kainley is pushing up against it just because he's been lights out so far this year. That's Chapman's second one out save of the year, I think. He had one a few nights ago when um he had to relieve some I think what was it Sessa he had to relieve. It was the Sessa some, game. Right. Yeah, yeah. Was the, yeah, in San Francisco. It was one out, save and easy work. Um my list is a little different than you guys. I still have Ottavino. So last week I had Ottavino, Canely, Chappie, Britton, and Holder. Um I'm still gonna have Ottavino one this week. Like I he you know he's had obviously Canely's been better because I still have Ottavino Canely too. But I mean, I still just trust Ottavino so much. His stuff is so nasty. Like, I, I still just have the most confidence in him, despite Canely, like how incredible he's been. Um, before I move on with that, I just wanted to mention Canely. They, Yankees PR tweeted this uh, during the game, I believe. Canely's the third pitcher in Major League history to record at least one strikeout but not allow a hit or run in 11 straight relief appearances. So, I mean, that's just incredible. Like we said, he, like all of his, you know, bad hit, his hits and runs really were came against Houston in that one bad outing. Every other outing, he's been actually perfect. Just, it's, he's been incredible. So, 
You know, I'm, I'm almost like convincing myself to put him one, but I'm still going to have Adovino one, Canely two, because I think Canely will fizzle out a bit. And Adovino, I, I still feel like Adovino isn't even in his like his full final form yet, right? I still think he he has best pitching ahead of him. So Adovino one, Canely two, still have Chappie three. Um, I'll have Holder four, and I'm still going to go with Britain five. Uh, I still trust Britain more than Sessa. I know he's had a few bad outings. I know he's pissed. I've mentioned him negatively the last two pods, but I'll still have Britain five because, like like we've said, he could easily shoot up to two or three. He's still of that caliber. He's still an elite pitcher. Um, I still have confidence in the guy, but it's been rough for him the last few starts. But, yeah, I mean, Luis Sessa, he, he's – Definitely deserves an honorable mention because, you know, 3.6 ERA, strengthened, believe, 15 innings this year. Um, a guy that, you know, Sessa and Holder are two guys that most Yankee fans, you see, every time you heard their names, you kind of just cringed a bit. But they both were pretty good this year. They both f- filled in quite nicely, right, for uh, Chad Green being uh, just MIA. Also, Chad Green, he's looked pretty well, pretty good in a – in minor league ball, he uh, struck out Tim Tebow on three pitches. I saw on Twitter, uh, three. I think he just blew three straight fastballs by him. But yeah, so that's our, uh, that's our bullpen trust list. Uh, probably be much different next week, right? Because who knows who's going to have a great week? Who knows who's going to have a terrible week, right? Um, guys, anything anything else from this past weekend? This past weekend series before we get into this four game setting in Seattle? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I'm just. I'm looking forward to Seattle now. I think. On a Seattle. Yeah. That easy there, Bill Belichick. <laughs> We're on a Seattle. We're on a Seattle. Um, yeah, so Seattle, the, the Mariners, 19 and 17 in the young year. Um, not bad for a team that was supposed to be tanking. They they just won to the, like they just won their recent, most recent game with the Indians, 10 nothing. Uh, before that, they had lost six in a row. Um, inclu- including back to back, they had back to back losses to the Rangers by the score of fifteen to one and fourteen to one, and then they lost oh, to the good. Cubs eleven to nothing. So they've had some like brutal losses the past week, but overall, still nineteen seventeen. See, uh, I, I think year. the Mariners um, they started out thirteen and two, and now nineteen and seventeen is not good. Oh, so so they're the Mets of last year. Ex- right? Yes. <laughs> the, the New York Mets. Who, who would have thought? Uh, the pitching matchups uh, for the Yankees will be CC Tanaka, Johnny Lasagna, and Jay Happ. For the Mariners, they got King Felix going Monday, Gonzalez going Tuesday, Kikuchi going Wednesday, and then Leak going Thursday. All four games are at six thirty-five, which I I don't know. Like the six thirty-five games are just weird to me. There's like no one in the stadium. And there's just like no one in the stadium because everyone's just stuck in traffic or at work, you know. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, it's a four-game set. Uh, like I said, the Mariners been ice cold lately. Um, damn, Johnny was Johnny Lasagna obviously going to be back with uh, Paxton being down, probably see a few starts out of him. But, guys, uh, what, are we, what are we looking forward to in this series? Give me a key to the series against Seattle. I am looking forward to basically how the offense does against the Mariners pitching because, like you said, they lost three consecutive games by giving up. It, it wasn't three consecutive, but those were just all in the past oh. week because they won their game today, 10 nothing. They lost two back-to-back games against the Rangers by giving up 29 runs, and then another game they gave up 11. That's incredible. So Yeah, that's insane. It's really so bad. Think, so I'm looking forward to see if the offense can continue their streak of uh, bad pitching. And, you know, 
capitalize and get put, put up some big numbers here. We said for this past series uh, against Minnesota uh, that we were excited to see uh, Miguel Andujar back and the impact that had. Uh, of, also, of course, getting DJ was nice um, to push Gardner out of the leadoff spot. For Seattle, uh, I'm excited to get back Clint. Uh, I mean, he was arguably our best hitter when he went down. I mean, he his peak kind of coincided with the time Gary was on the injured list. So to have the two of them ideally both hitting at the same time in the same lineup is going to be really, really good for us. Um, and, and it's something that hopefully we can carry through a pitching staff that has struggled mightily uh, over the, the past week or so. So hopefully, you know, we can give him hell this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm honestly looking forward to Johnny Lasagna pitching Wednesday. I'm going to look forward to seeing him pitch, how he looks. Um, wasn't exactly great um, when he was first stint, but we'll see how he looks. So Mariners don't have exactly a great offense. Um, you know, Tim Beckham, D. Gordon, Mitch Hanniger, Edwin Encarnacion, who has, I believe, yeah, I believe 10 home runs so far early in the season. Jay Bruce is tied with Gary for the AL League leading home runs with 11. That's insane. Daniel Vogelback, uh, the, the the Luke Voigt of the West Coast, has nine home runs. He's had a really good start to the year. Um, yeah, so you Can know he the Mariners today. Um, he might have it said ESPN. It still says nine. So you know, okay. who knows it could take time to update. But yeah, so they you know they got some big boppers in their lineup. Uh, they currently don't have a guy who has an OBP of better than a four fifty. I believe of what do you call it? Vogelback? Vogelbach has a 440 Wait, wait, wait OBP. And, and, and OB, I was going to say, on base of 450 is pretty damn good, man. Because, uh, dude, I was literally saying about to say 400, and then I just see the 440 number. I said, oh, wait a minute. Jesus Christ. 286 average, 440 OBP. Uh, I'll, that's pretty damn impressive, man. Is, is that Vogelback? Yeah, that's Vogelback. He's been damn. really good this year, man. Getting on base almost 45% of the time. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be – it's a you know pretty it's, – it's a lineup that – it could be easy to shut out, but there's going to be times where this Mariners lineup just, you know, swarms you and there's all their big boppers are just you know, hitting boppers. Right. Cause as a team, I think they have, they have quite a bit. They've already hit 68 home runs as a team. So that, ha- that has to be, you know, up, up there in the league lead, but the Mariners pitching hasn't been all that good this year. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is really the only guy that's had like a good start to the year. Um, he, he definitely has had, like Andrew, I think you said it last pod, he's had some good starts against the Yankees. So we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, you know, overall, good, a good start. You know, the three teams, all with winning records that the Yanks had to play. You know, they take two of three from the Twins. It's a good start. Um, getting Clint back tomorrow. Hopefully Hicks is back in the next week or so. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of guys like, obviously like Sevy who aren't going to be back till after the All-Star break, but – Hey, we, you know, like we said, slowly but surely starting to piece together the New York Yankees. So, uh, guys, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I have a fun fact to throw in. Oh, um, I love fun so, facts. So, Jay Bruce, like you said, has 11 home runs this year, but it, he's had 104 at bats so far. He only has 19 hits. <laughs> he has 11 home runs and is batting 183. Honest. Honestly, well, Marcus, those, those Mar- are Gary numbers. Yeah. Mar- Marcus Thames just like heard that night, you know, 11 homers, 19 hits, and just just had to go to the bathroom. He was just <laughs> launch <laughs> angle. It's like, oh my god, like, yo, what's his la- yo, what's his launch angle though? Like, oh my god, what's his launch angle? Oh my god, man, that's that's um, incredible. 
Yeah, man. Just like we said, you know, with Gary, it's not like he's just hitting home runs. He's also having good at bats. But Jay Bruce seems like he's just hitting home runs. I know, just yeah, he's basically that. just hitting home runs. Yeah. Yeah. How many strikeouts does he have, though? Uh, let me see. He has be a lot. It's got to be a lot. I mean, he's only hitting what one eighty? Thirty-six. In what a hundred at bat? Oh my! Hundred, hundred and four at bats. He has thirty-six yeah. strikeouts. That's so he's striking really, out like thirty. Really well, thirty five at a time. Yeah, he's literally the definition of an all or nothing hitter. Mm-hmm. He's only he's only walked ten times too, so it's not like he's a, uh, a honestly true outcomes guy. He's just he, a two true outcomes guy. He's gonna he's gonna be a hitting coach at Marcus Tams's uh, baseball hitting. <laughs> he's gonna be one of the coaches. Yeah. I could totally see Jay Bruce being like a high school hitting coach yeah. and yeah. just being like, just hit the ball in the air. The good things will happen. Like that's the only thing he knows. Swing as hard as you possibly can, and eventually you'll hit and the ball out. The score of every game is three to two. They lose in like the two runs and two solo home so, runs. Oh it's the only hits they have the entire game. Oh man. Well, for you know, for enough ripping on Jay Bruce. Uh, that'll probably be it for the pod. Uh, four game series coming up against the Mariners. Yeah, then they're headed to St. Pete over the weekend to put to play in the most beautiful ballpark in all of baseball. Um to, the trap. Clint's uh, favorite. M- more like drop. more like the dump. Um ha, but, yeah, you hey, not very good. For, uh, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on that note, for Luigi, for Alex, for Andrew, this is the Bronx Bomber Ballot Podcast. We'll see you guys later in the week. Hopefully we won't see Mike talk.